Welcome to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast, helping entrepreneurs tackle real-world problems in their businesses with tips, tricks, and advice from other solopreneurs. In this live podcast episode, I have a lively chat with public speaking coach Amanda Fuel about how to be more than just a public speaker and the importance of bringing a transformative experience to your audience. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. I am Megan Anderson, the host and founder of Flow Working. This podcast is by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, woo, it's Friday, where we get tips and tricks and advice from people just like you. And today, my guest and ongoing client, Amanda Fuel, is joining us to give us tips about public speaking, her favorite topic, and everyone else's not so favorite topic. But that's all right. That's why we are here. How are you this morning, Amanda? <laughs> Hello, Megan. That's a perfect way to say that. Yeah. And, you know, one of my favorite things is to take sticky subjects and make them more fun and make them accessible and not so scary and heavy and you know, all of those things. So um, yeah, you're right. Public speaking is not <laughs> everyone's nope. favorite topic, but that's actually a great lead into what I want to talk about today because this skill that we're talking about today is actually really difficult sometimes for advanced speakers. Mm -hmm. When I get a speaker who's been speaking forever, they have a harder time with this mm. than new speakers. Interesting. If I get somebody who's just new to the scene, um, introverts are great at this skill, new speakers that haven't had a lot of the old school patterning, mm -hmm. they rock at this and it's like a shortcut for them nice. to feel more masterful That's in front fantastic. of the room too. Well, before we jump into today's topic, since we are here live on Facebook today, I'm just going to give you a moment or two to introduce yourself to the audience, you know, a little bit of your background, maybe some of, of who you kind of serve, and then we can jump in and talk about, you know, transforming our talks because it's going to be a fun one today. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, I'm Amanda Fuel, and my business is all about transformational speaking. So it's different than motivational speaking or even inspirational speaking. I'm really all about taking this, your speech off the stage and into the hearts and minds of the audience. Most of the speakers that I know have been through something big. They have this big wisdom to share and they don't really care about like being the perfect speaker. What they care about is transforming lives. And so that's who I really love to work with, whether that's an advanced speaker or just somebody who knows that the stage is where they're meant to be, even though they haven't been on that many stages. If you know you're a speaker, then that's that's who I love to work with. My speakers have gone on to speak on the TEDx stage, Harvard, Oxford, some big stages with some big impact and big weight behind them. And so I'm so proud of the work that I get to do and that my speakers are doing out there in the world. It's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I pride myself on not like making them seem polished, like I said, or perfect, or like they're just like these entities from heaven. Like we want to see real people with flaws and rawness and things like that too. So it's really not about perfectionism. It's about showing up as exactly who you are, where you are, 
when you are in your timeline. Um, so that's what I get to do all day. And I just love it. That is fantastic. Yes. I think it is why I have so enjoyed working with you over the past few months and recording our regular podcast because you, you bring such energy to, um, the stage, even in this small setting. And it's great to see. So yay. But today is a really fun topic. We have touched on it before, but I love when we come back to topics because there's always so much expansion and so much more to learn. Um, you know, this podcast is kind of a 15, 20 minute thing. So always short little stories are fantastic to share with the audience. Today, we get to chat a little bit about exactly what you said, which is bringing a transformative experience to your audience, really coming and showing up and not just informing, not just showing the PowerPoint slide of information like we're in front of a class, but really engaging that audience in a way that gets them to stand up and go, wow, that was wow. So I'm going to ask you just because, again, we've chatted about it, but I know that this audience hasn't necessarily heard it. So talk to us a little bit as we get started about what is a transformative experience like, you know, what does that look like from stage or from an audience when, when you're talking transformative, what do you mean by that? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, because we have in our minds that speakers, even, even that word speaker, I even have like a little bit of a beef with that. I'm just like, oh, can we call it something else? because it seems like more attention is put on the person talking up there and we can become the talking head or just somebody who has like this memorized speech and it becomes a show or as I like to say, the audience starts watching TV. Hmm. They kind of kick back. They're like, this is entertaining. Let me just see what this person has to say and they just kick back and they might like think of a, a few things that apply to their life and say like oh that's a good idea you know it's just kind of this passive experience for the audience and so i actually am looking right now for a new word for that person that's up there talking mm -hmm. because i think that we are missing 99 percent of the assets that are happening in the room which is the audience mm -hmm. the audience is where it's at so if a if a speaker can transform their mindset into or from what am i going to say to what are they going to take away mm -hmm. and how am i going to get them there how am i going to get them to really engage with my concepts so this is audience interaction and in the past, we've thought about audience interaction, like raise your hand if you blah, 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 you know, or we've thought of it as, oh, they're engaged, they're nodding or they're clapping or something like that. That's, that's kindergarten. Come on. Like, that's like, that's basic 101, you know, mild audience engagement. I'm talking about massive audience engagement maybe the type of engagement you'd think about at a workshop, mm -hmm. but you're bringing it into a speech in small, meaningful ways that drive your point home. Mm -hmm. And it takes some crafting for every talk and every topic, but let, I'll share a story that um, 
I, I keep remembering back to as I'm doing this work now, it happened in my 20s. I used to be a brain trainer after school for kids. I'd sit across the desk from one kid and we'd play little brain training games that would, you know, work on their speed or their accuracy or what have you, reading, math, different little games. It was super fun. So one time we get through all our exercises and this kid is like, I really need help with my math assignment. You know, it's parabolas. Can you help me? And I was like, oh, yes, I am sure I remember everything I was ever taught in math. Let me see your paper. I will teach you all that you need to know. <laughs> so I look at the paper and I'm like, I have no idea what the heck this is. But I read the instructions and I'm like, Okay, so um, it looks like you you put this number here, and then you put this number here, and I'm like trying to sh trying to go just by the instructions, and he just goes, "That's not how you do it. This is how you do it. You put this number here, and you do this to this, and you do this to this. See that?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah," and I like start doing his homework for him almost. What I learned from that was like engaging him as a teacher is so it like lit up a different part of his brain yeah you know it just brought him to the table in a new way whereas engaging him as a learner didn't right it, it just didn't so as an example of massive audience engagement what if you could turn your audience into speakers and i mean into teachers and engage the part of their brain that has to explain it mm -hmm. and like make some sense of it really get it through their whole body and system in a different way and out their mouths mm -hmm. and um a classic way to do this that's an oldie but goodie and is very rarely used anymore is just to have a moment in your speech take a, a five minutes of your speech which is a chunk for a speaker but like five minutes to have one audience member turn to their neighbor and just teach them something they've learned yep I think we've all done this in the past. And again, it's like kind of going away. Yeah. But that's a classic one that I don't think should go away. Engage your audience as your teachers. Think about what that does. So not only does it get the person talking to mm -hmm. reframe it in their own words, then the listener hears it again mm -hmm. in a different way. Yep. And it's just like totally um, exponentially improves the retention and the um just grokking of it you know the yeah. understanding of it in well, some and ways it engages it engages more learning styles because you know you've got a whole audience of all the different learning styles and so it's just a way for it to go oh let me teach you and let you teach me and then it's that reiteration of what you just heard and it gets retained and i i think that's brilliant and you're right We've all been to some kind of motivational speaker or something that was like, okay, now turn to your audience and share your feelings or turn, you know, whatever it was. And, and it was just that moment where you were like one-on-one -on -one in that bubble going, yeah, that was the thing. Oh my gosh. So I love that idea of bringing that to your speech, whatever it's about. Yes. Get them engaged into what they're seeing. Cause you're right. We yes. have so many speakers that it's like, Okay, I'm I'm sort of listening, especially now when a lot of it's on like this, where it's it's video, video. right, right, yeah. totally, yeah. Um, and orienting your entire speech to create moments of that—that's why I call it like transform your talk. Like we've really got to look at it from a different perspective, mm 
and give the audience as many of those moments of their own ahas coming from their own mouth <laughs> as possible. Because you know who is the person that can teach you the most? It's yourself. Yeah. When you hear it coming out your own mouth, there's something that happens like, yeah, that is right. You know, or, oh, I did. That's what it was for me. I changed it a little bit from what the speaker said. Yeah. I made it into my own words. And now it's like my mantra I can take into the world. It, yeah. Um, so. No, I love that idea. So as the speaker or we may, you know, I, I get it. Totally different, different word needs to be found because I'll be excited <laughs> to hear when you land it. on it because we'll have one about that one day. So as the person up front presenting this information or giving this transformative experience, weaving in those moments, what is another way, you know, I think we've talked about this, but maybe towards the end of the um, presentation or speech, you know, I think last time you were talking about when they stand up and walk away, how you know that that was actually transformative. So what are some ways that you other, you know, other than that audience engagement that you could get them really, you know, like clued in other than doing the whole, well, this is what the talk was about today, that summary, which is important, but I don't think that necessarily is all effective, you know, for, for recap, but what are some ways I thought, I know we've talked about using the body, but what are some ways to engage energetically? Oh man. Um, it, it really needs to be customized to the speech, but just to give you a couple like examples of some out of the box ways that you can, that you might end up uh, knowing that your audience is really taking something away. So of course, a great call to action mm -hmm. that encourages them to post something that they learned on social media, right? And tag you or something that um, they come up to you after afterwards and say this, or they go to a friend and say this, right? And tell you about it later. Or um, I have some games that I play. One of the games ends up on with, if you really want to get this in your life, write your word on your arm right here. So you see it all week long, right? So then you're walking around afterwards. You can see who went all the way and went ahead and wrote that on their arm. Um, you can have them do something with their badge, like move your badge to this side if you want to, whatever it is, or like if you want to be asked the question that we had today or something like that. But I feel like the best thing that a speaker can do to see if their audience is really getting it, to see how everything landed, is after the, the bigger engagement piece that you did, take some shares, take some audience shares because they will teach each other and they will say things in just a different way that hits this other person in the audience. And they, and also the audience will look around and say, wow, you know, these five people that shared, they all really got it. Maybe I can get it too. Hmm. The audience can kind of be its own example. So that's why I kind of say that this is a really great skill for new speakers because you get to do a little less work. <laughs> it's not all about audience, It's not. It's not. And that shared ability to have the audience help you out can feel like a lot less pressure for a mm -hmm. new speaker. 
And it's actually sometimes hard to give up the control for an experienced speaker. That's what I work on with experienced speakers. I'm like, well, the audience is going to get it. You said it right. You, you were vulnerable. You know, that's another thing that you can do as a speaker is go first. Mm, yeah. So I have this question that I like to ask in the middle of my speech when I'm talking about engagement and I'm sharing the benefits of how we want to show up as real human beings. Mm -hmm. And so I say, turn to your neighbor and share something that's not going perfectly in your life right now. Woo! And you don't have to share the whole story. It could just be you share the topic, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's me giving the directions. But if I don't share mine mm -hmm. and get vulnerable, mm -hmm. then they won't get vulnerable. They'll be like, oh, yeah, um, I spilled coffee on myself this morning. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, that's a human thing, but gotcha. You're right. Like but it's not something that, yeah. So you, you set the level of deepness of how you want it to go as the speaker. Yeah. So what I um, shared a couple weeks ago when I gave this talk was I said, my co-parenting right now of my 13 year old is not going perfectly. It's not. Nope. And that's all I have to share. Yep. I could say another sentence or two. But even just saying like that as a topic. And so then I also give what your partners can say in response. Mm, yeah. so your partner is going to say to you, I'm aware that not everything in your life is in perfect order. And I still really like you. Wow, that's powerful. Because I, I mean, I, I'm sitting here listening to you and we actually talked about that before the co-parenting. I'm I'm in a new relationship, so I've got a, a stepson now that I'm like, it's not going perfect. Perfectly, yeah. And to have somebody say back to you, a perfect stranger, or even if it's someone you know, to say back to you, I still like you. Because how hard are we on ourselves about that thing that's just not going well? I know. And we think we have to, like, tuck it away, you know, to be valid in the work world or something like that. But guess what? Even before you shared that your life is not going perfectly or everything in your life is not going perfectly, like I'm aware of that. We're all aware that each other's lives are probably not every single category in perfect order. Yep. You know that. Yep. So you can really break the ice to go ahead and just say, here's what's not in perfect order for me today. You know, and and know that the response is going to be, I'm already aware that not everything in your life is in perfect order, Megan, and I still like you. That feels good. That's that is, and that's so simple and so beautiful. And again, that that moment in a speech that's just like, oh wow, I connected not just with the human in front of me, but with the humans around me. Totally. You know, and I could totally. see which online, it would be hugely impactful because we get super separated. We're all in our own space. Right. And we're all showing up, you know, like, like, see, my Zoom background is great if you look here. But if you just tilt it a little bit to the side, I got my mess of sticky notes and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I got my, exactly. You know, We've got our little, our little window of perfection. Curated, left and yeah. right, it's not so great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I already know that. 
and I still like you. Yeah. And I appreciate you, you know, not having a distracting background or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, thank you for doing that. But I'm not judging you for, for the mess that's off screen. Yeah. You know, just to establish that and like say that out loud is so, it can be so healing and it encourages people to show up as they are and with some imperfections and flaws, which gives other people permission for perfect imperfections and flaws. And it, you just are like, oh, I guess I'm going to bring my whole self to work today. That'll be new, you know? And for a speaker that's speaking in a work setting, you know, to an organization or as a motivational uh, morale thing, oh, it can be so healing for the workplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, because I, I think that's the biggest problem that we all have. And I think social media has done us the biggest disfavor in this aspect is we only see the the picture perfect. I'm going to use an example. I went to Jamaica in December and you could tell the Instagrammers from a thousand miles away because it was two people who had two cameras in their hand. They They both had this is how they were looking at Jamaica. Oh my God. And one was posing and posing and posing and posing and posing and it's not perfect and it's not perfect. And I'm sitting here going, and I mean, we are in beautiful places and they're missing it for the perfect photo. I watched this couple spend 45 minutes before they ordered dinner taking a picture of the black ocean next to a... A, fl- a fake flame. I'm kidding you not. The ocean was black. It was dark. And there was a fake flame. 45. Wow. We were almost done with our dinner. And I was just like, social media has ruined the way that we show up. You know, and my partner and I are here and we're taking the funny photos. One of my favorite photos was a some uh, a drink. It splashed all over my face and I had a milk mustache and I am laughing hysterically in my bikini and I'm like, that is like the best picture and most authentic. It was so real and so authentic. Or he took a picture when I was waiting in the ocean. It's actually my my main picture on my Facebook right now. I didn't even know he was taking pictures of me. I was just enjoying being in the warm ocean for the first time in my life. And it's this wow. beautiful, just real picture. And it's like, gosh, guys, show up. Be real in front of stage, in front of human, in front of life. I truly think that's what we're craving. You know, I, I just, I went to see one of my favorite authors. He gave mm-hmm. a talk here, packed our big theater here, the Lincoln center. Mm-hmm. And um, he gave a speech and he was great and heartfelt and wonderful, you know, but he was reading behind the podium and yeah. things like that. But I got to see him. It was, it was awesome. I was, mm-hmm. I was full. I was happy. Right. But then he did a Q and a, and we got to see him answer questions off the cuff. And he said some things that I was just like, oh my gosh, he talked about his marriage. He talked about, you know, his six, like his road to success mm-hmm. and some of the failures and things mm-hmm. like that. And I just went, oh my gosh, I'm totally even more in love with you than I already thought I was. Oh. And I feel connected to you. Like I kind of know you. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, I think, what we're really trying to create, especially if we're in a high trust industry where we need to create those trust bonds fast. Yeah. You can have the greatest ideas in the world, 
But until you have that heart to heart trust connection where they get to see you go a little off script, mm-hmm. you know, they get to see you show up with some imperfections yeah. and raw. That's really what creates that that heart to heart. And that's the speakers that I love to work with is, you know, people, who, people are who are more in their hearts. And yeah, to come that from that heart centered place. And, um, you know, so I, this is a great way to wrap up our wonderful conversation today. I think that that ties it perfectly with who you want to connect with and work with. So for listeners who are watching or listening to this podcast as, as it gets posted out there to the world, if you are looking to actually transform your talks and really connect with your audience from a heart centered, unique, authentic place connect with Amanda. All of her contact information is in the post. I've tagged her in this one for the live. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on my podcast, please check out the description, tap the links, get connected, get a conversation started with Amanda and see if she's actually right for you. Because honestly, we all have presentations and talks and things that have to go on. And if we can bring some humanity and some transformative uh, light to those It can really change not only your business, but the people that you're actually presenting to. So Amanda, thank you as always. I love our conversations. I look forward to our next one. Um, And I hope that you have a very happy weekend. And we are here in snowy Colorado. So hopefully you're doing something warm and indoors this weekend. And enjoy (laughs) family. So thank you for joining me. And I will see you again next time. Thank you, Megan. Thanks for all the work you do.